0: Ladies and gentlemen, Triple M has rocked Sydney since way back when, oh, and while some shows come and go, one show remains, Absolutely brilliant. the Triple M dead set legends,
1: yeah, come Ready now. Listen
0: to the, crowd roar. the greatest sports legends, would you put your hands together, the soundtracks, your Saturday mornings, wow, wow, wow. Wow. And in 2022, a couple of the stars returned to the starting lineup. And here we go. The best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and Racing Royalty, Richard Friedman join Iron Woman Candice Warner. It is unbelievable. Saturday, 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 Saturday. Seatbelts on, welcome. Welcome back. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Good
1: morning. Beautiful morning in Sydney.
2: Cold morning. We're
1: two-thirds of the way through winter. There's only a month of winter to go. This is Richard's favourite time of year, Candace, because it's when, or favourite time of, the, of any four-year period, because it's when Australia beats up countries like Mozambique and Bermuda and Nairu.
0: Hang and on, you know we show them who's Bermuda boss got of the a, com Bermuda goes.
2: Bermuda got a gold medal last night. Yeah, you know know know
0: know why we got eight Stuff Bermuda. You know we got eight of them.
3: Because they deserve it. <laughs> I actually think the Commonwealth Games, uh, uh, you know, all the sports broadcasts I've ever worked with go, oh, Commonwealth Games, second-rate competition. Okay, it, it's not the top level. But you know what? These kids that are competing who have spent, and you know, Candace, they've spent hours up and down that black line or round and round that track, they love competing. And they're going up there, it's like a mini Olympics Gives the young kids a bit of a kill. You know, they they can win a medal. You have experience in the lead up
2: to the Olympics. Yes. And
3: what's wrong with it? I watched it last night. It was about midnight. I thought,
1: because I had plans to watch no Commonwealth Games. Why? I'm not Because I'm busy. But then I thought, oh, hang on. I'm going to give this an hour. I didn't see a single event. It was, uh, we're selling the swimmers and we're doing this. And here's a story on Cody Simpson. I'm getting sick of that bloke.
2: (laughs) Four new sports in the Commonwealth Games.
1: (laughs) I'm getting... Cody Sims, I don't get the Cody, he seems like a lovely kid. I don't how get the pop, hype.
2: How
3: many pop stars do you know can win oh, a medal no, at any no. game? No
1: one knows that he's a pop star. Everyone knows that he was with Miley Cyrus. That's the only reason that kid's All right, famous. How
3: many blokes that have been with Miley Cyrus well, have ever won a gold medal at any games? Maybe more than you think.
1: Triple M dead oh, said legends. It's dreadful. Uh, Nathan Cleary is in a, in a fair bit of trouble. I know people want to have their say on that. 13353. When talking sport 24-7 is
0: barely enough. Do you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. The revelation's
1: off here. Oh, thank God they don't go on here. Richard Friedman, Candace <laughs> Warner, Dan Ganane on a Saturday morning. <laughs> Do you want to reveal? Yeah.
2: Well, I was just asking everyone what they sleep in at night. I, I thought most m- men sleep in the nude. What has the drive time
1: show done to you? They've no, corrupted
3: no, no. you. Well, i tell you You this. had another stupid idea. My needs that from a them house, too? right?
1: It needs a house.
2: <laughs> I just assumed that all ev- males it roll sleep in on the it. nude. But
1: Candace said she sleeps in Dave's underwear and Dave sleeps in no underwear.
3: Now, do we need to know that?
2: But doesn't all, I just thought all men sleep in the nude.
3: No. That's wrong. Maybe all the men you've slept with. No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, now. All right, right, everyone. I I I take that back. Corners. Corners. I take that back. Can I just say
2: that um, it's supposed to improve blood circulation?
1: To not have.
2: Which is good for your heart and muscles. So, anyway.
1: Penrith uh, went down to Parramatta. Fabulous (laughs) win by Parramatta last night. What a conundrum the Eels are. Up one week, down the other.
3: (laughs) Their best and worst
1: are so far apart, but their best is almost unbeatable.
3: Last night, they were on top before the incident. Yes, they were. They were well and truly on top before the incident. And the incident. Is going to overshadow the whole performance. This is they? the
2: problem with the, the Eels. They always struggled to defend for long periods of time. But last night they just got it all together.
1: Uh thirty four to ten. It was thirty to four at half time. Now, I know in the commentary we banged on a bit. They they didn't they weren't clinical in the second half, but the game well, the game was over. Yeah. So you can understand a team sort of taking their foot off the pedal. Um and thirty four to ten at the start of the game, you'd sign away for that every day of the week. Now Here's the news. Uh, The NRL has already put out its charge sheet and Nathan Cleary will be facing five weeks suspension. It has been hit with a grade three dangerous throw, uh, which is the worst charge outside of being straight referred. Now, if Dylan Brown broke his neck, thank God he didn't, then it would have been referred. And because he had a prior offense, attacks on an extra week, Five weeks for Nathan Cleary. What do we think of that?
3: I think the tackle was at the highest end mm-hmm. of, of dangerous tackles. It, it was only, do you agree with that, Candice? It was only
2: He had hands luck. between the legs. Yeah, he, yeah. But I, I think but five weeks is him. fair, considering Carl Lawton, uh, Brett Naden, they both got four weeks. And he, like you said, um, Dan, he had that prior charge with the um, dangerous contact over Billy Waters earlier in the season.
1: All of a sudden, it's it, it's it's not unraveling for Penrith, but they're not going to go into the finals hot because they've got no Jerome Luai for well until probably the finals. No Nathan Cleary. They're going to win the minor premiership. They only have to win one or two games. They mightn't even have eight to win that eight points in front, are they? Eight points. Yeah. And you know, for them not to win the minor premiership, Cowboys would have to win every game, and Penrith would just about have to lose every game, which is you know those both those things aren't going to happen. But they're not going to go in with good form and.
3: Well, are they? They're going to go in with their chief playmaker, having been fully rested, gets and all that, his ailments that's over. Point. That's the point. You know, they might actually get some advantage out of but this.
2: W- we, we say this, but uh, Sean O'Sullivan will probably fill in mm. um, for Cleary, and we saw that earlier on in the year, and he did a really good job.
1: He was nice last night too, especially yeah. early in the game that's when Cleary it. was, was so in. So then
2: what happens? Does, who Who partners O'Sullivan? Does well, Appy you know, move from hooker and go in there? What or, a
3: match he played Or did last they, night.
2: Kurt Falls come in and, and partner him up for the next five yeah, weeks?
1: Or Sam and Mike. I don't think they'll touch Coruscant because he's too valuable at nine.
3: Jeez. I'll I tell you what. In a losing side, he was very good. You know, he made nearly 60 tackles. And a lot match.
1: of them were tackles that had to be had made. 1-3-3-5-3. Yep. Three, three. Obviously, Nathan Cleary is the story. We're not forgetting you, Parramatta fans, because that was um, – that was a stunning win, and that puts him back in the top four race. But, Con from Campbelltown, you do want to speak about Nathan Cleary's
4: tackling. Yes. Uh, as you can see, it was a quite a dangerous tackle. He's very lucky he didn't break his neck, to be perfectly honest. And I think there's uh, consistency in his tackling style. I remember in the finals last year, uh, he, he did another tackle, very similar. Dangerous tackle, wasn't even sighted.
0: mm.
3: So he's saying he's got form. I don't know. Has he got well, form there? Well, there was a bad tackle, Con,
1: if I remember, and it was against Brisbane. Uh, I don't think he was even penalised, but he might have got charged. It wasn't a it wasn't a spear tackle like that, but it was also quite dangerous.
4: Well, it was yeah, it was above the parallel. He went down on the ground, a player. So what I'm saying is that then he wasn't sighted. So if he was picked up back then for something, maybe his his behaviour and the way he tackles aggressiveness. Obviously, they're on the back foot at the time. Paramount were getting some ascendancy, getting possession, getting the roll on, and there was desperate measures. and it, it took the wrong option.
1: So, good on you, Con. Thank you for calling. one triple three five three. I
2: put this to you as well. So, the eye gouge during the week got five weeks. Yes.
1: Mm. And
2: this is now five weeks. Mm. I mean, I think this is worse than the eye gouge. Uh, I, I thought
3: the eye gouge, it looked eye gouge-ish, but... It wasn't the this worst I've ever seen. Is, I guess, but, to but me. you know, he got heavily penalised. They don't like the eye gouge. But this
2: is five weeks as well. I mean, I think this is worse than the eye gouge.
3: Possibly. Well, the consequence if, could be more dire. If,
1: well, he would have got 15 weeks if it was... Jordan McLean, I remember being at the judiciary when Jordan McLean was... Um, there to face the judiciary after Alex McKinnon. And they said it. They said it's a six week offence, but with the consequences, we're going to make it 12, which basically yeah. said yeah. Uh, the result yeah. was worth six weeks, which sounded a bit it's, weird. You're saying a bloke in a chair is worth six weeks, but. Um,
3: it's never, it can never equate, can it? No, I mean, one, I one guy's got that. a life sentence and the other that. guy's 15 weeks. I understand know, weeks uh,
1: I thought they may go grade two. Because there was another player, albeit very briefly, in the tackle. So they've gone grade three, which is the same. Remember if it was a Friday night, Carl Lawton for Manly got sent off. He flipped Cam Murray over. And that's probably the easiest comparison you can make. And that got, I think, four four weeks because it was grade three. One, triple, three, five, three, if you want to have your say. But there we go. All of a sudden, Penrith. Um, They're not going to have an easy few weeks coming up as they head into the finals. Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legends here uh, on the Triple M. And by the way, uh, if you're looking for something to do today, the Beer Footy and Food Festival is on at Henson Park. This is always a big event. Say that again.
2: My brother's going.
1: Is that right? Yeah,
2: for his birthday. Apparently it's supposed to be unreal.
1: The Beer Footy and Food Festival. In that order. Yes. Uh, Today at Henson Park. The Jets are taking on the Rabbitohs in New South Wales Cup, and there's plenty to do in between. Thirty brewers and fifteen food trucks are on oh. site, so the gates open at midday. You can get your tickets at the door. It's a great day. It people is. People lined pe- up. People have told me about this. Yeah. It is, and and look at it. The weather gods have oh. turned it on. They obviously
3: are big fans. The weather gods of the thirty beer brewers footy. out there. You could go through the whole lot. Now that is a. I'm not encouraging this sort of behaviour, but
2: how good's is footy is, at Henson Park, though?
3: What it's about a, the pub crawl? Right I mean, two, three, through. Five, it. If you want to have your say on anything rugby league, give
1: us a call after this. We've got a lot to get through. Candice's nephew, Chad Warner, bad little boy he's been.
0: We'll talk about that uh, soon. <laughs> Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candice Warner, the Triple M Dead Said Legends. Great rock
3: and roll song that.
0: Yeah, the fooies.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's well, that's a really good rock and roll song.
1: Now I should point out uh, that. Um, Nathan Cleary could fight and lose. He's not going to, but that would be six weeks. But there's only five games left in the regular season. He's already apologised. He was straight onto social media with a photo, not of the incident, but I think just a standard picture and just put up a message. I'm sorry, terrible technique. I let everyone down. Uh, so
2: And you could see that even when he was coming off, he was kind of hitting his head as if to say, like, what have I done?
1: Yes, he knew. Yeah. And could be a meme for a long, long – or a gif – or a gift for a long, long time, but uh, that's a small price to pay for that tackle. Uh, And we will talk about the Manly Jersey saga. I didn't think we were. I thought everyone had had their say, but we are going to talk about that after 11 because it's a story that won't go away, and management says one thing and players say another, so it looks like there's more to that story. Now, I've got a story here in front of me. I, I pulled out the Telegraph the other day, and, you know, it's Commonwealth Games... Lift out. I thought, all right, well, let's have a look here because I haven't paid any attention to the common games. Touched on that at the start. And here's a full-page piece on Dean oh, Now, co- <laughs> uh,
3: Here we
1: go. We just had Ariane Titmus is one of the great all-time athletes, right? Great Australian all-time athletes. She won, what, three gold in Tokyo? Mm-hmm. Emma McKeon did the same. Kaylee McKeon. We won nine golds in the pool. And yet all we seem to read about, and Cody Simpson so the bloke who finished third at the trials, and this bloke, Dean Boxall. Mm-hmm. And now, I being very harsh here, Candace? He- but there are big tosser vibes about this fella.
2: Listen, he definitely goes over the top. I mean, you just have to watch the images of him during the Olympics, and it was... What about all, the great Laurie? It was almost... We all loved him. All about him. And I think... No, I
1: thought about that. It's he, a very good point. He
2: also coaches Shane and Jack, who is... He's got a good stable. He's going to make, you know, could make an incredible comeback. It's
3: not the only one, too. He's got two or three other very, very good swimmers in the stable.
2: Yeah. Mostly but, girls. So there's I a believe. chance that he could go off at the Commonwealth Games, but maybe he won't because it is just the Comm Games. It's not the Olympics. He saves his best for the, for the big stage, you know? Like, maybe we're going to just see, like, a half-hearted... <laughs> Wait, but does a he, power walk instead of a run. Do sort of we thing?
3: know that he courts this sort of publicity well, or does it just come to him? We don't know,
1: do we? We don't know, but there was something about his celebration when he, you know. You he, think it was a bit contrived? Uh, slightly. And that, um, and, what, and And this piece was all about, oh, well, if uh, Winnington, uh, Elijah Winnington uh, uh, triumphs uh, in his race at the Com Games, he's going to do it again. Well, uh, he did
3: last night. Is that right? Yeah. No, no, I don't know if he did the the dance. Oh, Winnington won. Winnington
1: won. I can't keep up. We we win so many gold medals every day. I can't keep up.
3: Winnington, all three Australians on the podium in the men's 400 metres and Winnington was dominant.
2: Well, I wonder, again, back to the Commonwealth Games, Olympic Games debate, whether he he feels like – Oh, I can't. Pull, you know, I can't go over the top here because it isn't the Olympics. It you know, I, I would look a bit silly. But he
1: must have something. I'm, I'm honestly, he must have something going for him to get all this out of his athletes. He must actually. Oh, he,
2: there's no, there's no doubt. He's a phenomenal coach. Yeah. And the amount of time and and effort and sacrifices he makes as well for these athletes, I can see why he gets excited. Is but it let's a coincidence? Just rein it in a little bit.
3: Is it a coincidence, Candace, that? That the great Laurie Lawrence was a great coach uh, and and terribly emotional and and you know mm. is oh, that
2: a little bit over the top throwing medals in the in like Duncan Armstrong's medals <laughs> in the pool if you got a silver instead of a gold like that's just that's insane.
3: Well, is it? Do they have to be a bit like that?
2: No, I don't think they do. We see Dennis Cottrell who coached uh, Hackett? Grant Hackett in the fifteen hundred meters freezer, He didn't carry on like that. There we
1: go. All right, all right. Now. Oh, <laughs> You can whack me here because Cody Simpson seems like a lovely kid. Oh, honestly, a little little bit too polished PR-wise. There was, well, he I wouldn't, mean, the, he wouldn't. The story came out, so the Telegraph had the big, oh, it's it's Emma, Emma and, and Cody and on the front page, and then all of a sudden they're on the Channel 7 show that night. So it was clearly an orchestrated PR campaign just ahead of the com games, which always makes me a little cynical. And he seems like a nice kid, to be honest. He, he, he gave up, I don't know if he really had a pop career, but he gave it whatever he had. He gave it up, and it, he rolled his sleeves up, and he's having a red hot crack. And you cannot bag
3: a kid for doing that. You can't bag
2: him, especially with swimming. It's, you can't just get picked because you're popular. You have to qualify through the wow. Australian titles. Yeah, we
3: saw that when he got touched off.
2: And and that's you know? and that's not easy. And and for him to be able to do that, he would have had to have swum morning and night, ten sessions a week. And now we're yeah. seeing that he's getting an extra swim in the fifty fly. I think that may be today. So, you know, good on him. But
1: my criticism would not be of Cody. It's not his fault he's popular or perceived to be popular. But again, we've got these women, and not just women, we've got male gold medalists. They're doing these great things. King Cole Chalmers is a go- reigning gold medalist, isn't he?
2: But it's We only talk about him because
1: it's a love triangle.
2: But I think if, if it wasn't for Cody Simpson, then would it have, you know, would there be as much attention but on the sport, you, a sport that has been dying since look, after the season? You Sydney could America's?
1: argue, you could argue, sorry, Rich. That this generation is better than the Hackett, Thorpe, O'Neill golden generation.
2: Well, that's a big call, Dan. I'm,
1: you could argue. I'm not saying it is, but they just won nine golds in Tokyo. I don't think we had a swim team that did that in the, in, in the 90s and 2000s. Um,
3: maybe not that many, yet it takes
1: a pop star to get any
3: sort of attention. Well, it's... All I look at, when I look at Cody Simpson, I see a very good looking bloke who has had a career in music and that is, takes an enormous amount of commitment and talent. And now he's having a career in swimming, which takes an enormous amount of commitment and Cody talent. Simpson
2: was a fantastic junior swimmer. He mm. won, you know, yeah. national titles as a junior swimmer Just- and it was a, always a dream of his, but. And the music took over. And, uh, I mean, the amount of training that and sacrifices that these swimmers make. Do and, you think
3: and, this is the first swimmer who's, you know, got a girlfriend who was at one time the girlfriend of another swimmer? Do you think this is the first time this has happened? It probably happens all the time. But he just happens to be a special case because he is multi-talented. You can't argue with it.
0: If it happens on the field, in the change rooms... Oh, yeah! or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. All right. Big open.
2: I am pumped. This is my favourite part of the show.
0: Now that it is. I'll tell
2: you the second time you've done it. You've done <laughs> so
1: much for the rest of the show.
2: Listen, I'm trying to pump it up, guys. Come uh, on.
1: Now, you left us last week, I guess, to do drive time. So,
2: yeah,
3: that, or breakfast or something.
1: Yeah. Um, so... Richard and I took it upon ourselves to change the format, and it was much better. And but, you didn't consult me because you, it is my quiz. Uh, that's right. You and Beck have conspired to have this this this, this just this complicated system
3: that you. So please the, explain the, to the, the audience the complicated system that theoretically, if I'm the the opponent of the caller, I can win.
2: It's a competition. It's not just a quiz. It's a competition against you, Richard, or me. But what good is it if yes. I win or he wins? But you're not going to win. Okay. Right. So we're okay. going to take a listener I, and I they'll we get three questions and we alternate and whoever gets the most right wins. Right. Well, it's not it, hard.
1: It's not the same question. you just given away
2: the result. It's not the same question, If no. I can't right, okay, win, so, he's going to you know,
1: win. This is what happens, you know, what colour is the sky the the listener will get uh, and I'll get, you know, recite pie to the, the 20 places. But you
2: know what? I'm in a really <laughs> good mood. So I might let the listener have a phone a friend. Oh, if,
1: well, no, but you don't guys. add another element to this.
2: <laughs> Why?
1: Because the oh, they need
2: help. Sometimes the listener no. needs help, and I want the listener to win.
3: Okay, all right, so let's, let's, let's just get, started. get started. So the, the get listener started. can
2: have a phone like so us. So this can guys. be over. Okay.
3: Who's on uh, So we've got just...
2: Joel. Hi, Joel. Hi, how are we? Do you understand how the quiz works?
3: <laughs> no one does. Yeah, but if, if Richard could win, that's a stitch up. Richard She just win. told everybody, including you, Joel, that I won't but be winning. But if you need help, right. you can
2: ask Dan and, and Dan will give you um, the answer.
1: This is, a, hang Lovely. on, so it's you right, versus it. Richard and yep. it, that I'm the phone Yeah. Great service, great brands, great value, now available in-store, online at Bingley, better living every day. Good prize. Richard's worth winning, to, Joel.
2: Richard's trying to cheat here. All right, I'm ready. Okay, well, I'm going to ask Richard first. Richard, what mm. is the name of the Javelin world champion that is still expected to compete at the Com Games despite testing positive to COVID?
3: I believe it's Barber. No,
2: no, no, the name. That's her name. Okay, all right, I'll give that to you. All right. Yes, very hey, good. Okay. Is he? What's her right.
1: first name, he?
3: Richard? <laughs> we we, no we spoke about, about it
2: off here for on. five Ms. minutes. He doesn't listen to us. Any- okay, Lee. Joel, who is currently last on the NRL ladder?
4: That would be... Oh, the, the Tigers, yeah, the Tigers. Cowboys beat them. Bing, the bing. well
2: done. Richard, so it's one all. Richard, England coach Eddie Jones has been linked with a return to coaching in the NRL with which club?
3: rabados Very good. <laughs> Very <laughs> good. Richard. That's good, Richard. <laughs> uh, oh no, it's, <laughs> don't worry, Joel. This is you're, going you're
2: well. Okay, Joel.
3: If you think so. Yeah, all right, hit me.
2: Name one of the Aussie flag bearers from the opening ceremony. Oh,
1: my God. Hang on. That you've, is. You've <laughs> got the wrong question. You've given Richard the easy
2: ones Maybe. and poor Joel.
3: Uh, you, just name one. Say, you can phone say, a friend.
2: You can ask Dan. I'll phone a friend. Dan, help me out.
3: Well, why don't we just say what sport?
2: Just no, name a sport. No, no, no. No, you are not doing the questions. I'm trying to help you. No, here. you're not. Can't you're actually it. making this worse. This is worse
1: than the first time you did this
2: quiz. No, it's not. <laughs> Joel, oh, you're having Joel fun. Joel, I honestly aren't you? don't know. Yeah, I, I'm having heaps of fun. Friendly Dan, All right, let's have come fun together. I,
1: I don't know. I, I promise you, Joel, I don't I know. Can... Uh, okay. I'd say Lauren Jackson if I've got got no, Lauren
2: Jackson. No, you're not going to Jackson. guess.
1: She's she going. She didn't came. You're
2: not the answer. <laughs> oh, it's
1: the a got way okay. you Pretend was... you're Joel. Just... Okay. Name Look one of the Aussie flag from the opening. Just read the Rachel Grinham or Eddie Ockenden. How the hell am I
2: supposed to yeah, know that? Yeah, good man. Yeah, good get. Job. You're, You're supposed man. to have the paper with you. These but... are
1: awful questions, Ken. That's a good okay. get. Here's my last okay. question. How did you get away with this garbage on drive time? That's <laughs> drive time. A... We're all having. We're fun We're all here. tied up here. Okay,
2: Richard. Who are England playing and in the women's Euro final soccer this weekend?
4: Better Uruguay.
2: Oh. Germany. Yeah. Oh. Okay. In the Euros.
1: Where's Uruguay, Richard?
2: All right, Joel, this is an easy one. What was the final score in the Panthers-Eels game last night?
4: 36-6.
2: No, no, no. No, it wasn't that. 34-10.
3: 34-10?
0: Yes! You are the winner. Well
3: done, Joel.
1: Well played.
4: I watched it too.
1: Candice, there's room for improvement. Joel, $100 Bingley voucher. Uh, coming your way. Well done. Oh, Good on you, God. Joel.
2: Well done. Thank you for playing my quiz. <laughs> thank
1: you. So I wouldn't be attaching my name to it, Candace. That's the problem. You, I, I the thought problem. that went
2: well. I know you did. It's your pride in
1: this quiz that really is concerning.
0: Game, set, and match. <laughs> and other cliches, time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. Jeez.
1: Candice and Becca uh, Beck, producer, high fiving after that yeah, quiz. I mean, the they quiz. are just, wow.
2: I, I see Off, this as, as something on that. On the moon. The, the, the phone lines are just going to just – everyone's just going to call up each week for that. Right, so
1: it's like the secret. You'll wish it into existence.
0: <laughs> uh, let's do this. <laughs> if it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Set Legends Sports
1: Update. So I'm very nasty today, aren't I, Rich? But when uh, Candice yeah. provides material like this, how can you everyone's not – Everyone's just
2: jealous because my segment is a winner. <laughs> uh,
1: winners in league, Parramatta and Melbourne. Uh, well done, Melbourne, 24-12 over the Warriors. But uh, we've, we've touched on Parramatta. AFL, here come the champs, Melbourne crushing Frio 85-39 in Perth they didn't even, to go they, to
3: second. They didn't look in it from the first bounce, Frio.
1: What about tough guy Jude Bolton, part of the Triple M family, goes over to Perth for Channel 7 and he's doing an interview after the game and he's holding an umbrella. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, Jude. Yeah. Come on.
2: The but player's been running play around 300 games. You're one of the I toughest know.
1: blokes in the AFL.
2: But it still looks beautiful.
1: Like, um, how do you do that? Swan-toes giants at 2.15. Now, jeez, I love a Sunday OVO game these days, don't they, at the SCG? And the Swans are dealing with a scandal. Nude photos of Candice's nephew, Chad Warner.
2: He's <laughs> not my nephew. Chad, oh, he's
1: not now. He was your bloody nephew
3: when he was involved in Buddy's 1,000th <laughs> goal. When we, he's we not s- my nephew now. Um, no.
1: now. Now, Chad was apparently, I haven't seen these photos. We've all looked, but we couldn't find them. He was doing mummy and daddy things, and he wasn't doing anything illegal or anything, but they've been leaked to the internet. So, obviously, that, in all seriousness, that's. How
3: does it get on film?
1: Well, because he obviously. But
2: leaked, obviously, without his consent. So, this could, you know, be very serious. But he's going to play.
1: He said he's going to play. So, um, that's got to be. Oh, oh, in all seriousness, that's not a nice thing to happen. Family's going to suit.
3: But the question is, how does that get on film? I want to know how. 20 somethings, Richard.
1: Mm. They love a photo. Well,
3: well. you know? Eddie Jones might have no
1: interest in catching the Wallabies, but as Candice touched on in that um, quiz, it uh, doesn't mean he doesn't want to come home and coach somewhere. He did put out little feelers so that he'd love to coach Souse. Now, South very quickly said, no, we're fine. Thank you, Eddie. But
3: Who was uh, the last rugby union coach to coach? Alan a-
2: Jones. <laughs> no, that was a disaster. <laughs> but but the, you know, I, I heard his interview and, and it was basically – he supported the Bunnies ever since he was a little boy. Yeah. As a five-year-old, it was his dream to coach South, so yeah.
1: good on him. I'd say this. He could be an assistant coach.
2: And he would be good. Yeah, Very good. He could
1: be an assistant coach, but I, I think that'd be a bit beneath him. But I think see, maybe that might be Sam
2: s- Burgess. He, he sort of said no to the Dolphins during the week, so yeah. maybe Sam might be heading Well, to I the think
1: English. Eddie's a few years away. Well, we'll see, but.
3: You, you were totally coloured by your support for the Rabbitohs because if he said any other rugby league team, oh, he'll be a disaster. But if he's at the Rabbitohs, oh, he'll be very good. <laughs> is there anything
2: wrong with well, he, being patriotic to the boys? Well,
3: he must have
1: something going for him, Eddie. I mean, he's, he's been a damn good coach for a long time. Uh, speaking of rugby, now this is more serious. Richard, you brought this to our attention. A massive class action is being put together in regards to concussion. I think this is by former All Black. He's part of it. But it involves over 100 former oh, players, on, yeah. some of them internationals.
3: Well, this is going to be a huge issue for every rugby code or rugby type code because it's all about this uh you know the concussion issue and the the tr- the the brain damage that gets done and it starts to affect them years and years after they retire this this is just the tip of the iceberg and the iceberg is big and i don't know how the rugby codes league union even afl nfl cricket Cricket, for, uh, it yeah. doesn't even have to be a football code, mm. does it? Uh, even cricket. Any, any sport that can cause a concussion, it could have a huge problem.
1: Interesting, the NFL class action was all the way back in 2013. So it's been nine years since that one, and that's American law. So obviously not every case is the same. But that was one where a whole bunch of players got together, class action. NFL ended up paying them out because they're so rich they could do that. Um, But that's nine years ago, and we haven't really seen anything of that
3: ilk since. Yeah, but the the evidence is just gathering and gathering.
1: Well, the question is, and it's only this, Richard, it's not is concussion damaging. Of course it is. But do the leagues have information that they're withholding? That's that's what the NFL did. They had information that concussion was doing damage, and they did nothing about it. That's what did them in. There was a movie made about it. Will Smith, tell the truth. Uh, uh, don't
2: ever do that again.
1: Uh, big that news, Pavel Florin. Pavel Florin, the Romanian medium pacer who can barely keep the ball on the pitch, has nominated for the big bash draft. So I guess all yeah. problems are solved. You know what?
2: I like, You don't uh, need Dave Warner now. I'll, You've got him. I want to see Pavel. Uh, I'm into it's it. Like, you know uh? what? So do I.
1: It's like,
3: it's like watching Eric Musambani in the pool.
2: <laughs> Eric the eel.
1: I, I, honestly, I, I know I'm being sound like a smarty bit. I would watch Pavel Florin yeah. or Pavel Florin. Play Big Bash. Remember when Andrew Johns played Big Bash? It wasn't even called Big Bash then. Sean Tate nearly took his head off, but something different. Uh, And I can guarantee everyone listening one thing. I can guarantee one thing will happen during the week. That is that both of you, Warner, Friedman, will send me
3: something about Nick Curios.
1: You're obsessed, the pair of you.
3: You are obsessed. Now, what has he done this week? This week, he's put out a diversionary story about... How he would have beaten any other player in the world, except for the world, you know, number one superstar that he got beaten well, he by may, Djokovic. He, 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 may he may be right. He walked into the final without even playing the
0: That's next best player. That's not his fault.
3: Well, you can't claim I would have beaten everybody. He didn't even have to play Nadal. Well, he was pretty competitive, in and the he's final. only put this out because he's got a court action going on. This is my view. People this like is my you opinion, just huh? don't
2: want to see Nick Kyrgios do well because he's a blip. He's nothing to you. He's actually very good.
1: <laughs> is that the thing you sent as well, Candace, or do you have something different from
2: Kyrios? No, Kyrios is just he, he it's has a very said, good How, player. how yes. happy he is, how he is looking that he may get married. I don't care. But do you, what do you care about? You baking an egg roll on a Saturday it, morning, a that's It's a very that's about good it.
1: question Candace asks. We've picked on Candace today, but mistakes. she she has put together a very good question.
3: It's <laughs> not a bad question. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legends. Oh, now this is a good one. Jamie Rogers is going to join us. She's about to get on a plane to the UK. What, today she's getting on a plane to raise money for Gotcha for Life. But why swim the English Channel? There's other ways to raise money. Jamie, coming up next.
0: Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner.
1: This is a lovely story with a lovely person, Richard Friedman. Uh, Jamie Rogers did some stuff with us oh, years ago for the TAB. You couldn't with, have met a nicer person in the business.
3: I worked with Jamie at Sky for years. Jamie Rogers. I told you, Jamie, never, <laughs> never let them, lose that. Never let, never stop, lose let that. them stop you from using that. But they
5: that. did. Why no, do no. you stop
1: doing that, Jamie Rogers? That was your signature. Good morning.
5: Yeah. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. And that's true. Richard did ring me one day out of the blue and say, you've got to keep saying, Jamie Rogers here. (laughs) And then work, work actually said to me, no, you've got to stop that. Uh, And
3: I told you not to listen to those people because they got no idea.
5: And you were right. And can I also say, guys, Richard has also taken me under his wing a few times. And I've gone out to track work with him to sort of learn the real ins and outs of racing yeah, throughout trainer. my career. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you, you cannot oh, say Richard. that. Now, English Channel, I know it's forgot yeah. you for life, but why? Why? There's other ways to, to raise money for charity, Jamie. You're swimming the channel.
5: Dan, it's funny. So many people are like, why? Why wouldn't you just get the ferry across the English Channel? And I said, well, why Channel. not? You, you get one life, so you may as well live it to the fullest. And I was a swimmer when I was at school, which I was a breaststroker there in a pool, which is very different to a long-distance swimmer in the ocean. But I just thought this is something that I'll look back on and it'll be one of those things of like, wow, I swam the English Channel. And when it started two years ago, it seemed like something that was just so enormous and almost out of my reach, which is what I think is really exciting when you set yourself a goal. So two years later, here I am a few days out from going and trying to achieve this. Jamie, there's so
2: much to contend with when you're doing the English Channel from the Tides, from Stingers. How have you been able to replicate this through your training?
5: Um, It's interesting, Candice, because we, in Australia, obviously we have every single pretty much sea life that you could imagine here. So I've been stung by our blue bottles hundreds of times, and apparently the jellyfish in the channel aren't as bad as what our blue bottles are. So I feel like, why I handled our blue bottles. So bring on the jellyfish. Are you greasing up for this? How
1: much chicken fat has been purchased for this? Yeah.
5: Well, it's interesting, guys, because I've got the channel grease, which is like a really thick sunscreen, or for any parents listening, it's almost like that pseudo cream that you put on your baby's butt when they have nappy rash. And I wasn't going to use it, but my swimming coach said, "No, no, no! You have to because in the Channel, because of the white cliffs of uh, in Dover, it releases all this chalk falls off and into the the ocean. So it's like you're sort of swimming through really gritty water. So it's like sandpaper rubbing on you. So you you actually do chase. Great! Sounds like fun, doesn't it? Have you had a (laughs) chat? Have you chatted
2: to Shelley Taylor Smith or any um, past legends from Australia who have done the Channel before successfully?
5: So I've been really lucky. I've been swimming with a group called Vlad Swim, and they are all channel swimmers. So they're either training at the moment for it or they've done it themselves. So I'm constantly around people who are a wealth of knowledge. My swimming coach, Vlad, is is in the Open Water Hall of Fame because of his contribution to getting swimmers across the English Channel. So every single week, every Saturday when I'm out doing those long swims, in the ocean I'm with those people who are just passing it on how to get across and in fact one person I swim with just finished this morning he's just landed in France so I'm surrounded by very 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 experienced people
1: all right well 21 miles so I guess what's that the 30 35 kilometers yeah,
5: 35 k's in a straight line which never happens. so it's probably more like 50 k's
1: beautiful well <laughs> it, it's for a great cause uh good luck with the sandpaper-like surface and the jellyfish yeah. and everything that goes with it. The chicken the, fat. The chicken fat. Well, Richard, that's, that's the fun game. part. Jamie Rogers, <laughs> good luck. Thank you so much, guys. Can you give us one for, for Richard and myself, a for a nostalgia?
5: Off. Jamie Rogers here the, from TAV Sportsbet. Thank you.
0: <laughs> thank you. Uh, th- thank you. I missed Tri- it. Triple M Dead Set Legends. <laughs> Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner, the
1: Triple M Deadset Legends. I'm guessing this is going to get some calls. Uh, we're deal- dealing with the Manly situation. Now, I know everyone's had their say on this, and I've got to be honest, I wasn't sure we should touch on this only because it's been chewed up and spat out. But it's the story that keeps going, Candace and Richard. First of all, before we get to the sort of news of the last sort of 24 hours, Candace, your stance on what Manly did... What the Manly Seven did? Where are you?
2: I think, first of all, um, I think Manly handled it terribly. Mm. They admitted that. Yeah, yeah, but, but from before, like they they had months from when they um, put the the new jerseys into um, the system, into the system where they could have spoken to the players. Yeah. Um, so they don't th- have
3: a CEO. So
2: well, I don't care. They still failed to tell the players to advise them, correct to uh, make a plan, right? Mm. So And then afterwards, I think they failed as well. They they threw Des Hasler in, into a press conference, Daily Cherry Evans. I mean, someone, one of the chiefs should have been doing that press uh, you conference. You know,
1: normally, yes, you're right. You are right. But I thought Des was the perfect voice for that moment. E- giving- even though, yes, you're right. When Manly gets into trouble... It's always Dez. You never see the owner. He's in New York and you, it's always Dez it that has to right. be the front man.
3: I, I think I thought about this carefully and thought if I was chairman of the club, would I get up there and speak with Dez at my side, you know, mm. which is kind of the normal thing that would happen. And I thought maybe, but maybe not because Dez actually, there was. A, there's now a rift. That, no way there's not a rift between some of those be. players. There has to be. They can all say what they like. Oh, we're all still mates and that. But there's just that slightest wedge that they didn't stay solid. And and Des is the only one who could heal that. Now, I agree with everything you say, Candace. All that is correct.
1: I think most people agree. The club yeah. stuffed up in the way they went about 100%, this.
3: 100%. So, they don't have a CEO and they're getting their new one next month. That's the easy topic. Oh, let's get to the difficult topic. that okay. could
2: have had a really powerful message and a really Absolutely. powerful impact doing it at a different time. First, don't do it on women of league yeah,
1: what, what Now what's going on? We have women in Lee ground. We have Gus doing his gotcha for life thing. Now that's a fabulous cause that gets shoehorned in on that night. There must've been a reason. I'm sure there is, but that could have been done on any night and, and it had
3: its own space. And then we have the pride Jersey as well. I think the NRL need to control this sort of thing a little more tightly than perhaps they are. I know it's, it probably hasn't been an issue in the past, but maybe, Now's the time they've got to get in there and say, if you're going to have all these things, we're going to control it because there was no structure around what happened with Manly. Okay, they get a jersey and they've decided, oh, it's a very good cause and we all agree that it's a very good idea. It's a nice idea, but the execution was disgraceful and that leads to it appearing to be tokenism or done for commercial to sell jerseys, whether it was or not. Did anyone even ask the... LGBTQIA plus community if they even wanted it. Because well, if it's done badly, it actually does more harm than good. So maybe they should have been I brought think into in it too. in this
2: instance it was all about trying to be inclusive, but all they have done is divide people. Correct, because it was executed badly. Where it was executed are executed Okay, badly. Okay, yes, we
3: all
1: agree the execution, no good. Yep. But where are you on a football club taking what is some say is a political stance. Now, those on, I think, the side the three of us are on, I didn't mind the jersey, no problem for me, and the pro-inclusive people are going, well, it's not political. We're just saying same rights. For everyone. But the other side, say, so, no, it very much is political because you're bringing religion into play. Um, you're bringing your own beliefs, their wokeism, all those sorts of things.
3: And there's a lot of people that would not have liked this jersey. Well, yeah. I think a football club can be a great, or any Sporting club can be a great force for good if it's done properly. If it's done badly, they should stay out of it. Now, that's why the NRL has got to come over the top and say, it will only be done well. Otherwise, it will not be done at all. Because if it's done well, no one's got a problem with so it. From so from I where heard,
2: I um, Dynasty, who does the jerseys for Manly, also do the jerseys for the Sharks. They also approach the Sharks. Apparently, the Sharks knocked them back, said we already have enough jerseys on um, the market. So, was this one a, a marketing ploy? I'm not too sure. However, like you said, Richard, the execution was poor. I think there is a place for this. Um, we know there's there's different rounds for things. and if you can, um we
1: have too many rounds, by the way.
2: Yeah, but if you can make a round dedicated to pride round and and ah, now, thank
1: you for bringing this up. Peter Volandis came out and and didn't want to offend anyone, right? because he knows this is he's too smart so he goes. I applaud Manly for what they did, but I have no problem with the seven. So speaking from you know, making sure placates everyone. All right, Peter. Well, hang on. If I you don't use like the...
3: that cynical because I I I've known Peter for a long time,
1: and I think. And he said, isn't it a great thing about this country that we can do this, but then people can also Pete,
3: make a choice? Okay. Peter was the same during COVID. That's he fine. wasn't forcing people in racing to be vaccinated. That's fine, but he did have to play have with a the pride around then. Let's say
2: a
1: hundred players. I'm telling you, Candice, a hundred will boycott. But why
2: is it so hard to have a, a pride round? We see because the AFL, society, do it, Candace, AFL do it so well. They, why wh- why what is does they, rugby league,
1: Why does sport need to get into these issues? Why create dramas that don't need to be
2: created?
3: Because if they do it well, it can be a great thing. It just has to be done sport, well. That's all it is. The but thing with society, sport, it's,
2: it's, a, it's a fantastic platform correct. to try to do good. And and by doing this, you're, I just think that it's a no-brainer. You have a pride round. Maybe
3: you maybe you can't do a pride round because society is divided on this. There are people with religious. Then why views. can
2: the AFL do it so well? Why do they do it?
3: Do they do a pride
1: round? Yes. Thirty-eight percent of this country did not vote for same-sex marriage. Right. Mm. What most of us, well, sixty-two percent of people thought it's a pretty fundamental right. Right. That the gay people should be allowed to get married. That was five years ago. We haven't changed that much in five years. I said this the other night – 40% are Christian in this car. 44% identify as Christian. Then you throw in all the other religions. Why are we jumping into these murky waters? Because what ends up happening is you've got poor old Ian Roberts uh, blubbering on TV because he has to go one out every time there's something like this. He's got to go one out And and carry the whole can for him, and and carry carry all the water himself.
2: Okay, well, uh, let's put it this way. Like I said the other night, maybe we don't do a jersey. Maybe you have a, a, a pride round where we do rainbow goalposts, rainbow corner posts. They don't necessarily have to wear. Um, have rainbow on them. That for therefore the players will still play because they're not marketing the jerseys. But we're still celebrating the Pride Round. It's right, not one, a
1: bad idea! One triple, oh, its a terrible idea.
2: No, it, she she got it. That's the right you execution. You had one
3: club doing it, and look at the drama. Well, you're going to have sixteen doing it.
2: That's the players had to wear the jersey. Correct. This if the way, players didn't
3: have to wear the jersey, they'd have played.
1: You're going to piss off a lot of fans. oh
3: but don't, don't you, you? I don't think, you do. think you're so. going to piss
1: off me or you or you. I don't you. think you... you do.
2: No, I don't think so. Well, Macklemore
1: did a song, and that. Riled people up. I'm just saying why?
2: But these players, they were, I guess, the ones having to market the jersey, wear the jersey. If they don't have to wear it but we can still celebrate Pride round by doing something else, Rainbow, then why not? We'll
1: get to those players because there was a report yesterday that said they, they were willing to wear it next year. And then another report saying, well, that report mightn't be true. Anyway, we'll get to that. One triple three five three, As expected. Plenty of calls. We'll deal with that after this. Triple M Dead Set Legends.
0: Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is, that's out. Triple M's Deadset Legends with Dan Ganane, Boy, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner.
1: Triple M Dead Set Legends. <laughs> we were gonna take calls. Some of you can't be trusted. Right. Some of you should be ashamed who called on 133353. So you
3: ruined it for everyone. <laughs> you
1: ruined it for everyone.
3: Now, we, we would have been in delay for about 15 minutes.
1: Richard and Candace, uh, th- th- to finish off, now this is why I brought this subject up today, uh, the Manly stuff, because we've covered off on, on the main thing. But it came out yesterday, and this is what got me really sort of riled up that the Manly 7 were willing, according to, I think the Herald reported this, and maybe the Telegraph had it as well, that Scott Penn came out and said, we're going to wear the Pride jersey next year. Firstly, what do we think of that? I actually admire that aspect, that he's going to stick to his guns, even though I think the whole thing's stupid. stupid. But the Manly Seven are willing to wear it next year. Now they, there's no way they can wear it next year.
3: Did he, Did he specifically refer to the Manly Seven, or did he just say the whole team will wear it? No, he. It was pretty obvious. He meant the players well, that boycotted if this they're year. There. But,
2: they're, but they're, from but what, what ca- I've heard, though, those seven are, are pretty furious. And then it came out because today because they don't, you know, they they don't backflip on their religious beliefs. No. So,
1: no. Well, imagine then. Then what were you protesting for? Mm. So it came out. I think last night that that story is absolutely wrong, and that they would never wear the Pride jersey, which brings me to this. The, the the Manly seven, or some of those seven, surely their time at the club is going to be a bit more limited than it was meant to be. If there is this sort of divide in the club.
2: Do you think there is a divide within the playing group?
1: Candice, that ruined their season on Thursday. That is their season over. That was the one game they couldn't afford to lose. And they were gutsy, and the Roosters weren't that good, but. The, the divide in the
2: town. How do they come back from, from that for this season? I don't know if they can. Well,
1: they've got to win four of their last five. So it's already hard enough. Now you've got
3: this situation. Uh, look, I think there would be a schism between some of the players, you know, on this issue. But things like this fade. By next season, this will have faded away. Maybe you're right. Yeah,
2: but as a fan, you'd be furious because there's your season gone. If I'm a member, paying member, I would be absolutely furious over this and that the we had the opportunity to, to make the finals. We are on the cusp, mm. and now it's gone.
3: By next season, you'll have forgotten that. People have short memories.
2: Yeah, but we're talking about now.
3: I've got a hypothetical. What
1: if Manly's biggest star came out? I shouldn't use that word. Identified as gay. Right? Pick a player. Let's say Tom. Let's say he says, I'm gay. Do you think those seven are going to stop playing with him? No, no, would no stop way. playing No chance they, they would stop playing with him. Uh, do you think those seven have ever not sinned? Do you think uh, none of them uh, have ever slipped on you're, their wives? You're
3: getting, you're getting into an area you don't want to get into no, here. This I'm, is very judgmental. And you know what? The best thing they can do is just bury this and, and let people forget. And that is why you don't bring politics into sport. Well,
2: but I think that's a little bit of a silly argument because if, if like you said, one of those players did come out, it's got nothing to do with them. Yes, they're playing with that person, but they're not having to wear the jersey. But you are, you know,
1: nah, they're carrying on like they've been asked to partake in that act. They're wearing a jersey with colours on it. Mm. I mean, seriously, who cares? Anyway, Triple H. They do. Well, evidently.
3: And a lot. Because and I bet it's one ringleader that oh, talked you're... them all in <laughs> Triple H Dancing legend.
0: And talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Do you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable! With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. We've been there for it all. 4 and 20. Australia's original fan food. We're underway! Oh. Now the Dead Set Legends play of the week.
4: Away then, final of the men's 400 freestyle. He's got winning in his name, winning in his nature. The world champion becomes the Commonwealth champion. And will it be one, two, three for Australia? Yes. Short second, Horton third. A clean sweep for the Aussies in the first final in the pool. Elijah.
1: Okay, there's one. We could have picked any of eight. That's how many Australia won on night one. Of uh, the com games, not all in the pool. No, I understand that. Yeah,
3: they've got a few in cycling. Cycling, and yes, very strong in cycling. Where's Phil Liggett? Well, he doesn't do the bloody Tour de France anymore. Every, was, every time we mention cycling, you ask the same
1: where question. Is he? Where is Phil Liggett? Where is he? He's still alive. He's still going well. I turn it on. There's they. they turn, the finally they had an event on Seven, and it was the cycling, and and they had Kathy Bates and and okay Bates and Scott McGorry, perfectly fine. But Phil Liggett used to do all this for Seven.
3: Maybe you got too expensive. <laughs>
1: Here's the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, I don't know it is we, on between midnight the, and dawn. Well, they were supposed to give a family pass to Taronga Zoo, but some of those callers ruined the segment, so I don't know what we do with that. With some that of those callers. callers
3: should have been like residents in the zoo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do this.
0: If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports.
1: Wow, the winner is Sydney. That's if you're a fan of Live Golf. Reports suggest we're going to be part of the 14 tournament circus next year. How excited are you that Live, which is getting better by the week, I've got to say, in terms of the list of players,
3: and Cam Smith might be headline act by then. How excited are you about that? Well, I reckon by then it'll all be one. They'll all join up together. This is what'll happen. Money speaks. And, you know, I, I, I was annoyed that there was a split and money was causing it, and, you know, it's the blood money from Saudi Arabia. But tell me which country doesn't have blood on its no. hands Charles some Barkley, stage in its history.
1: They're going after Charles Barkley as a commentator, the very popular basketball commentator and he is so open about being courted and being open to taking the big money and that's his point saying well you know what
3: Well, who can you, you look take at the anything money
1: from? you look at anything and, you, and there's there's got to be you know acts that have happened that that we, no one should be proud of It wouldn't be a
3: country on earth that that's has right. completely clean hands
1: Now, interesting revelation coming out of Aston Villa. You brought this to the table, Candice, namely their list of fines for players who transgress at training. So give us, all right, give us some of the offences and the prices.
2: Okay. If you are late out on the training pitch, £200 a minute.
3: Oh, a minute. Okay.
2: Late for meeting, also £200 a minute. Really? Um,
3: What's there going to be? A bloke there with a stopwatch? Yeah. Okay. Yes, there would be.
2: Late for a meeting, walk or um walk or coach on match day, a thousand pound. Forget your GPS. Another a hundred pound. Uh, we're talking oh five hundred oh, pound on. for late for training. Here's
1: one. I've just pop, popped it up. Forgetting cakes on birthday, fifty
3: bucks a day. No. Fl- what do you mean, forgetting cakes on birthday?
2: No flip flops in shower. So, obviously, if you're not hygienic and you don't wear your flip-flops, 100 pound. I,
1: I I applaud that one. You don't want a tinier situation. No, no,
2: exactly. No one likes tinier itchy, itchy, feet.
1: Sign it. Oh. Play to warts. The, um, get them in the for, shower.
2: Forgetting recovery leggings,
1: right.
2: 50 pound.
1: Okay. Booked for the descent, 200 pound. What,
2: what have they got? Got a guy, you like to a have parking one of these. officer or something, who goes around pinging them? I think a lot of teams do like a fine system, but mm. this is... Like out of control, how much like these fines are?
1: Well, you could put a legal park, parking. A legal parking. Did money, you do this but... one at football or outside of football? You get a hundred quid. Well, they get fined anyway, so they're tacking a fine okay. onto that.
2: Leaving plates, cups at, at dining table, a hundred pound an item.
3: I applaud that too.
2: Yep.
3: Why, why don't there? they get onto, you know, nearly assaulting the, the ref? Give them a fine for that. That Diving. never happens.
1: Diving. Diving. No, you get fined if you don't
3: dive. The players couldn't afford
1: it. Now, Muhammad Ali's Rumble in the Jungle title belt has sold for 6.18 million US dollars. It's about eight or nine million here. Richard, good value for money?
3: Well, I have no, I put no value on, on sports merch. Like, you know. Well that one's a pretty obvious one. Well what do you do? Well, look- you hang it in your bar well, and say actually- Look, this this here I paid 6 million dollars for. That's how well, big a wanker I am. Kill yeah. animals Richard and hang them up on the wall. It's I don't trophy. Get it.
1: It's trophy. This, it's
3: I don't trophy. Belt get
2: it. this belt will actually tour the US after being purchased by the Indianapolis Colts owner.
3: Yes. So he's got a football team and now he's got the belt. Yes. So just saying that's how much money I have.
2: Yes.
1: If you went to the Indianapolis Colts stadium and the the Ali belt was on display. You'd look, wouldn't you? I'd look. Yeah, I wouldn't pay six
3: million for okay, it. Okay, but
1: this bloke is obviously a guy. If he's if he's got an NFL team, he's but got But I a... might
3: pay a million dollars for a thoroughbred yearling unbroken. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and what's the worst result you've had on a purchase, like this well, financial, and also how quickly it became non-existent? I,
3: I I don't recall Dan, but I do recall us paying two point. I think it was two point, maybe no, three point six million for a yearling in New Zealand. No, I actually, I can remember the worst one now. Yeah. We paid one point eight million for a yearling. It never raced. <sighs> we never did it again. Wow! We did pay two point six for three point six for one in New Zealand. New Zealand, it's an
2: old money bag over here. Three point six, one point eight. Like, like it's, but it won I mean, a derby. You'd think, you'd think
3: he was playing in the IPL. It, it won a derby. <laughs> won the AJC. Australian Derby and it did stand at stud, so you know he isn't may that, have broken even. Isn't
1: that to say the obvious? Such a massive risk. Like you need that horse to win so many races mm. to break even. Mm. Now I guess you're gonna you're gonna talk about breeding and all those. That's sorts all of things. That's all it's about, right, right?
3: Okay. It's all it's about is breeding.
1: Um, and to the, can I just say this to the people of places like a current affair and the Daily Mail? Please stop reporting on what Rex Hunt says. Right. A couple of weeks ago, he went on one of his rants. He's an old man now. He went on his, one of his rants against a female AFL commentator. Now, that was plastered all over the Melbourne press. So, you know, Daily Mail report, he did it on Facebook. Everyone says, oh, listen to what Rex Hunt says. Well, this week he was filmed taking an axe out of his car, threatening another driver. Now, we're talking insanity, and I'm not making light of this. Honestly, I know just like, <laughs> he really did. It was filmed on that scary. <laughs> Richard's gone. <laughs> I'm talking you as someone with dementia here and you're pissing yourself.
5: Is it the axe that, that gets
1: <laughs> you? <laughs> Honestly, he was filmed taking an axe out of it and just walking towards the driver. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> Dead
0: said <Set> legends.
1: <laughs> Dan Ganane,
0: Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner, the Triple
1: M Dead said legends. Uh, now, I have to issue an official apology. Rex Hunt did not wield an axe, Richard and Candace. He wielded a garden fork. So he's gone into the car, grabbed a garden fork, pursued a man and called out, do you want to die? Well, I'm getting that from the Daily Mail and they're never wrong. So, uh, But there are pictures of this. There are videos of this. So please stop reporting on this bloke. Clearly.
2: Or if you see him. He's not 100%. Well, Stay away.
3: I, I have to say I've been a friend of Rex Hunt's for 30 years. Explains a lot. And it, there sad. is a difference between Rex now and Rex then. Yes. and Stop reporting on it. Yeah. I think that comes a time when you've just got to stop poking, you know, someone who's clearly yeah.
1: Current not Current affair, as, love him. You Maybe know? it's time to just uh, yeah. put the garden fork down.
0: If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, oh, yeah. or the car park, hear about it here. Yeah. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. Rusty's Motorsport Update for Bendix. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with
1: confidence. I think it's time the three of us knocked on the doors of Bendix Brakes and said, Bendix, we're, we've got Rusty on the Dead Set Legends. Uh, can we get a little help? Hello, Rusty. Good morning, all. How are we? Very good. good all Things Motorsport for Bendix Brakes. And you can hear Rusty's Garage Podcast, which you can get for free on the Listener app. Now, good news for Dan Ricardo, I guess, because Sebastian Vettel. We couldn't stand him, could we? Because of the Mark Webber thing. Anyway, he's retiring. So all of a sudden that's one less threat to Dan.
4: One week ago on this very show, we were talking about rumors that, uh, that said, might go to McLaren and was this the latest in the the line of rumors to potentially take Dan's seat there. Um, But we also debated the notion of would he, because things weren't necessarily going super well at Aston Martin, decide to, to pull the pin and retire. And that's exactly what he's done. So, forget, Dan, that he's been in the sport for 15 years. He's 35 now, mm. more than 50 wins in the sport, four world titles, and 122 podiums. You're right. The feisty stuff with Weber is probably what we remember um, the most. But at but at heart, he's a uh, he's actually a good person and a, just a fiercely competitive human being. And from what we've observed, I reckon he's going to go on to do some very, very good things around sustainable farming and so on. That's a huge passion away from
3: it. It won't help Dan Ricardo. It's just one less vulture circle. Oh, so you've always
2: got to be
1: negative, mate. That's all. You've got to be negative. Go on.
2: Rusty, the F1 is in Hungary this weekend. Ferrari were fast on Friday's practice, and Dan Ricardo is looking in better shape.
4: Yeah, Candice, well done. So uh, on top was Charles Leclerc, who probably needs that after some some heartbreaking stuff recently. So Ferrari in good shape in both practice sessions. In session two, Lando Norris ended up second fastest. Dan was P5, and there's not a huge amount in it between them. So uh, to Richard's point, you've got to start the weekend on, you know, on the forward foot in good shape, and there'll be lots of positives they'll take out of that to, to build into the weekend. It's a strong start.
3: Supercars in South Australia for the weekend's round, and they're at Tail and Bend. That's on the river there, isn't
1: it? Now, isn't this isn't this, uh, some rich bloke built this track? Honestly, built a track, and, you know, it, obviously it's a good track because they race there every year. Have I got this right?
3: Renting it out. Yeah, the, the, the,
4: the Shahin family, and, and they, uh, they're involved in service stations and the like down there, and, and it was the old Mitsubishi Proving Ground, but they've thrown a lot of money at it and built a world-class yeah. facility. You're right.
3: Anyway, one of the four drivers says it's now or never if you're going to beat Shane van Gisbergen,
4: Richard, you know that Cam Waters um, has been elbows out lately with his racing and kind of showing signs that he's that he's not mentally uh, getting pushed around by Shane van Gisbergen, who's so strong in the championship. But the gap between them in points terms is something like three hundred and thirty points. And great reflection by my colleague Andrew van Leeuwen recently that that he needs to. Particularly this weekend, really have a a solid run to keep those title hopes um, alive. So, uh, yeah, Cullum then this weekend. We're kind of gradually counting down to some big events. They're coming to Puka in New Zealand at the end of um, or in September there. And then Baptist is in early October, guys. So, cannot
0: wait for those signature events.
1: All right, beautiful. Thank you, Rusty. We'll talk to you next week. Take care, guys. Thank you. All right, Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence.
0: Making a racket. Little tennis joke there. You are the worst umpire that I've ever seen in my life. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. Well, what an action
1: packed show that was. We've all bullied each other for two hours. <laughs> yes. I've had to apologise, but never mind. I'm just going right. to
2: go home and cry.
1: No, don't. See, see, someone will, see your friends <laughs> at Daily Mail will quote something like that. Uh (laughs) Again, you're looking very dressed up. Are they downstairs ready for some pap shots? I
2: am wearing a pair of tracksuit pants. Well, and And a very nice nice coat. That
3: they're They're Balenciaga tracksuit pants. They're Nikes. They've got the Nike shoes. And do you know what I did? It's a label in the jacket? I'll
2: tell you later. That's that's Zara.
1: Okay. All right. We found out Candice sleeps in Dave's underwear. Dave sleeps (laughs) in the nude. It's been quite a revelatory show, Richard Friedman.
3: Quite a show. And carrying on from last week's show when I was you know, having a little whinge about the number of announcements on aircraft and the stupidity of them, Mm. try getting on hold somewhere, and you then start to get the recorded message about what the options are, how the options have changed, and they go through like 19 different options before you have to wait and listen to this crap. You know
1: that's on purpose. They want you to hang up. That is generally what they do.
3: I knew it. I, I knew there was that's a reason for this, yeah, yeah. and that's why I hate it, because they're not actually trying to give you customer service. They're trying to get you off the phone. You ever try to cancel a subscription? Yes. That's what they're doing, Richard.
1: They're trying to <laughs> – how can an intelligent man like you not be aware of this?
3: You've ruined my segment, man.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. It's brilliant. Triple M. Dead Sand Legends.